Welcome to the Brandmaster Podcast, show specialized in helping branding professionals and entrepreneurs to build brands using strategy, psychology, and creative thinking. This episode originally aired on the Brandmaster Academy YouTube channel, which you can find by searching Brandmaster Academy on YouTube. What's up, Brand Builders? Stephen Harahan here at BrandMasterAcademy.com. And in this video, you're going to learn what umbrella branding is and how you can leverage it to serve a broad audience across multiple categories. Now, when you first get into brand strategy, certainly when I first got into brand strategy, I tended to play around with statements. So you had your purpose statement, your vision, your mission, your value statement. But the more I get into brand strategy, the more I realized about the different techniques that were available to leverage. And some of those techniques allowed for strategic growth and umbrella branding is one such technique. So what is umbrella branding? Well, it's a brand strategy that's used to leverage the brand equity of a master brand to sell a variety or related products or services to a broader segment of that audience. So the enhanced reputation and equity of the master brand allows the sub brands to go into the market with a reputation already attached. And that obviously helps sales and it helps the reputation of those sub brands. So essentially these sub brands are using the equity of the master brand to get a foot into the market and to really help the audience to adopt those products or services. Now, although each of these sub-brands are leveraging the equity of the master brand, they still have some autonomy. They still have some, some autonomy in terms of their messaging or their brand identity, or maybe even their positioning. It really depends on the relationship between the master brand and the sub-brands, but that obviously is one of the advantages of using this umbrella strategy. It's by giving these sub-brands the autonomy to go out and do their own thing and appeal a little bit more specificity to the audience that they're trying to engage. So how does umbrella branding differ from family branding? You might have heard of the term family branding before. Well, the answer is they don't. They don't differ at all. These terms are used interchangeably. So you might see family brand or you might see umbrella brand. Essentially, they mean the same thing. This is the exact same structure, but sometimes in marketing, we use different words that are used interchangeably. So don't get confused between the two. Family branding, umbrella branding is the exact same thing. So let's have a look at an example here of umbrella branding. So we all know who Apple is. Apple is one of the biggest brands of the world. And this is a perfect example of an umbrella branding structure. So with the umbrella brand of Apple, you have Apple sitting on top as the master brand. And underneath, you have all of its products. So you have the iPhone, the iWatch, the iPad, the iMac. So all of these are sub-brands sitting within the umbrella branding structure. So the umbrella branding structure has Apple sitting at the top, and all of these sub-brands are leveraging the equity of the parent or the master Apple brand. So when Apple introduces a new product to the market, that product is not going into the market trying to establish itself without any kind of of reputation, it goes into the market and leverages the reputation that is the Apple master brand. So this shows distinctly why you would use an umbrella strategy like this if you wanted to leverage the equity of an existing brand by introducing new products or new brands into a related market, then this is a great structure to use that for. So what are the advantages and disadvantages of the umbrella brand structure? Well, 
We've covered some of those already. Obviously, you are able to leverage the equity of the master brand so that you go into the market with a pre-established reputation. You don't have to go out there and try and make a name for yourself for the first time or raise brand awareness for the first time, which is obviously one of the difficult tasks within branding. But you also have the added advantage of being able to leverage any kind of success that any of these other sub-brands have. So again, with the Apple Watch, the success of the iPhone obviously buoyed the other products. So when the iWatch was introduced and the iPhone was so successful, everybody already had that iPhone and, you know, it was pretty easy to then adopt the iWatch. So the Apple brand was able to leverage the success of the iPhone to sell the iWatch. Now, another advantage of this umbrella branding structure is the autonomy that you can give to the sub brands. Now, of course, the sub brands are falling under the master brand. So, you know, in terms of its brand identity, in terms of its messaging, it all needs to follow the brand guidelines of the parent brand to some extent. Every single relationship is different. So depending on the relationship between the master brand and the sub brand will depend on how much freedom or how much autonomy the sub brand has. But certainly the sub brand can get a lot more specified with its messaging in terms of who it's speaking to, that segment of the audience that it's trying to target and possibly alter the brand identity or the look and feel of how that brand is presented. Now, there are some disadvantages to this structure as well, and one of those is quality fluctuation. You might have the quality level of one brand being a lot greater than the quality level of another brand. Now, obviously, this is a management issue for the master brand, but that is one of the challenges that this structure can encounter. And obviously, when it comes to the advantages of this structure and leveraging brand equity, that is a two-way street. So if anything is contaminated here in terms of the reputation, in terms of the master brand or any of the sub-brands, if any of those brands take a hit in terms of its reputation, well, that will affect any of the sub-brands or the master brand itself. So that is an obvious disadvantage to this structure. Now look, the term umbrella branding, it is associated with the big end of town. Obviously the example here I gave was Apple and <laughs> brands don't come really much bigger than Apple does, but you can also take this structure into small businesses as well. If you think about any given brand, they have a segment of the audience that they're trying to attract. And within that segment, they might have one smaller segment where they have a product or a service that appeals more to that segment than it does their broader audience. If that's the case, then the umbrella branding strategy is an option. And again, it doesn't just appeal to the big end of town. It's really just about structure. How are you structuring your products or services? And is there a structure that you can use to leverage the equity of one brand, but give autonomy to the other brands? We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more brand strategy techniques to level up your skills, make sure you check out brandmasteracademy.com. There's plenty of free resources and premium content for you to download and get you going. If you'd like to join our Facebook group full of like-minded brand strategists, all learning from each other, then find us by searching for the Brand Strategy Community, where you can find exclusive content for members as well. If you enjoyed this content, please be sure to give us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listened. And make sure you tune in for the next episode of the Brand Master Podcast.